Hope's Harbor, a gritty Bible devotion with David Bradley. How Joseph Redeemed the Time He Lost in Prison, Part 4 of 4. Key verse is Genesis 41:52. In the name of the second son, this would be Joseph's son, he called Ephraim, for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. This verse is the first indication recorded of how Joseph redeemed some of his time lost in prison. He began this by being fruitful in the land or nation in which he found himself. Throughout Joseph's life, he served the Lord in faithful obedience, and therefore the Lord was with him. God prospered Joseph even after his brother sold him into slavery. Even after the wife of the slave owner who bought Joseph falsely accused him of attempted rape, even after Joseph was thrown into prison because of the false accusation, and even after Joseph was forgotten by a former prisoner who was restored to service in Pharaoh's court, and Joseph had to serve another two years in that prison. Now, you won't find any health, wealth, or prosperity gospel in Joseph's story. Well, not at first did he prosper. First, he suffered much before he was released. This episode takes a look at what Joseph did after being released from prison and promoted to second-in-command of Egypt. The devotion focuses some of what Joseph did to redeem the time he lost in prison. Ponder this question, if you will. If you had brothers and they sold you into slavery because of their jealousy and also to get rid of you, What would you do if suddenly promoted to second-in-command of a country with an army at your disposal? Would you pay a visit to those brothers in vengeance? Well, here's what Joseph did, as recorded in the Bible, Genesis 41-51. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. These two verses from Genesis chapter 41 reveal that Joseph, first of all, forgot about his toil as a slave and prisoner. Not forgot it all happened, but put it behind him and moved on. Second, he allowed God to make him fruitful. Now, fruitful is analogous to good works, and so Joseph got to work. Take note, he didn't drift. He didn't sit around being waited on and done for. And so, Consider leaders of today's world. Are there any national leaders that come to mind, those who sit and do little? Well, not Joseph. And if you've read Genesis chapter 41 already, you know Pharaoh had a couple of dreams that God allowed Joseph to interpret correctly after all Pharaoh's magicians and wise men couldn't interpret them. And when Joseph gave the interpretation, he was promoted. So listen to Genesis 41, verses 47 through 49, as the Bible portrays good leadership. Verse 47, Now in the seven plentiful years, the ground brought forth abundantly. 48, So he, Joseph, gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in these cities, and he laid up in every city the food of the fields surrounding them. Verse 49, Joseph gathered very much grain as the sand of the sea until he stopped counting, for it was immeasurable. Let's drop down to verses 53 through 55. 
Then the seven years of plenty, which were in the land of Egypt, ended. Verse 54, And the seven years of famine began to come, as Joseph had said. The famine was in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. Verse 55, So when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. Then Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph, and whatever he tells you to do, do it. In these verses, Joseph's fruit, or good work, is revealed. His leadership was so fantastic that, with the abundance of grain stored up, people of surrounding nations came to buy grain. And eventually, even his brothers came. Yes, one day, they showed up to get grain, and Joseph recognized them. But that outcome is a story for another day. So where are you in all of this? If you're in a prison of some sort, are you being faithful to God and His Word? If you were once imprisoned by a harmful habit or mental distress that has passed, are you redeeming what you lost by being faithful? Being faithful to love others, serve others? And if others caused you unbearable pain and loss, have you forgiven them? And listen, I don't mean you have to reestablish contact especially if they are a danger to you or toxic. Forgiveness of others is for your health, both mental and spiritual. I know from experience how hard it is to forgive, but unforgiveness hurts us, not the offender. And listen, they're not getting away with anything either. God will see to it they receive the consequences for their abuse. It will just take a while normally. Now I want you to see that you can redeem the pain by how you choose to live from this day forward. Your attitude about your past is everything. Your future life depends on what you decide to do with what happened or is happening to you. When I was in a counseling program years ago and was told my anger was a choice, (laughs) I got mad. But what I had to learn is that I could sit and stew and gripe and complain, but that doing those things got me nowhere but miserable. I had to learn how to release the anger holding me prisoner, to forgive the abusers for my sake, and then seek joy and peace, if only in a limited measure. And as I did the aftercare from the counseling, I began to change. And today, years later, I serve God the best I know how, and it's all for my love for Him, God the Father, and for His Son, Jesus, and His Holy Spirit. And? He's enabled me to love others a little. Now, God gave me a message to share by writing a book, which took me 14 years to complete and then have published. The title is A Bridge for Troubled Souls, and the ebook is available on my website at hopesharbor.net. So what will you allow God to do with your pain and loss? And what do you want him to do? If you know that, go tell him. He's waiting for you, arms opened wide. In summary, when we suffer loss in our lives, God offers to restore the years the locust ate. Now, this is Joel 2.25, paraphrased. And so the choice is ours whether to allow God to have the pain or we can carry it in bitterness. But Joseph put his painful past behind him and served God by being faithful in the work at hand. In the action to consider, 
write down the galling thing that happened to you. And it's not necessary to write the gory details, just a brief word or two. For me, I would call it child abuse. And then write how you feel about it and how the pain continues to affect you, to hinder you. And now write down what you can do in an effort to become free and begin the healing process. Consider professional counseling if you think it necessary, or at least speak to a pastor about what you can do to help bring about your fruitfulness in life. Because joy comes from that fruitfulness of helping and giving to others when you're able. But beware of any pastor who blames you for how you feel and uses the word sin in a way of manipulation. I once had a friend tell me the reason I was depressed is because I had sin in my life. And so I knew better than to give in to it and told him so. And I probably shouldn't go into any more detail on that point. Now, next week's devotion is Jesus at the Cross. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.